Hello, welcome to Mr. Better Name. I don't really have too much time to be recording lately. I sometimes have a couple hours at a time, and then that gets divided in half, and then I have a little bit here or there. So, I've been trying to do a little bit more uh, audios, but let's see what we can do. My goal right now is to do January of a specific year. Talk about all the movies, all movies released, let's just say in January 1989. You know, I would do these later years, such as, you know, in a year, I guess 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. I really just have more negative things to say. I just, uh, you know, it's uh, not that I'm not familiar with them, it's just. I, I don't really like or want to discuss them, I guess. So, keeping things as straightforward as possible, we'll do just a brief discussion on movies of 1989. Um, and I guess for the time being, I'll do uh, where it's... Uh, the wide release films and all kind of other aspects. Um, the movie I've heard about on the internet a lot or on the YouTube, um, more specifically. And I know Harry Manfredini did the score to it. It was released, a limited theatrical release, so I don't know why it's on the wide theatrical thing, but. I'm glad it is. Anyways, I can bring it up. I like some of the cast, uh, including the late great Tab Hunter, Mel Harris. Uh, Tab Hunter was like a big deal in the, I think, the fifties and sixties, and a leading man. Um, Mel Harris was on Thirty Something, the television program. But yeah, this is a uh, horror film called Cameron's Closet. I'm not overly sure of the plot. I don't really want to know too much about it. But it's about, I think, a boy that's disturbed in some way or maybe some crime or something that happened. The next one, so this is movies that were released in January for real. I remember seeing the preview for this film when I was in the theater. To see a movie that was released late in 1988, Maybe Dirty Rotten Scoundrels or something like that. I'm not sure. But, uh... Released in the Philippines is Alien from the Deep. The American title of the next movie is Deep Star Six. Um... You know, the cast... Not overly familiar with them, except for Miguel Ferrer and Nia Peebles and Matt McCoy. I'd really like to see it, though, for, for those cast members, and... Uh, I know Sean Cunningham, having having known him, dealt with him on some things with Friday the 13th. I know he was trying to break out of being, uh, you know, known for these slasher movies, so he makes this underwater horror movie that, at the time, you know, there were like a dozen being made. None of them really were that big of box office hits, including this and Leviathan kind of not doing too well. And Abyss, I think, making money, but not much. Um, Cunningham developed the idea in 1987 with the express purpose of being the first release on the slate of upcoming 
underwater action films. Um, Robert Harmon was going to direct, who is a director known for The Hitcher, Nowhere to Run, They, Highwaymen, 2003. I've been wanting to watch that one. So a lot of the Jesse Stone movies he made, if not all. Made the TV version of Gotti. That was okay at the time. Not too good now. Um, a lot of the things I say, I reserve the right to change if I see them again. And you know what was now was actually a couple years back. So let's say I see Gotti tomorrow and I like it more. You know, I don't know. You know, I'll try to re- correct my stuff here. But yeah, it's been many years since I've seen Deep Star Six all the way through. Used to be on cable quite a lot. And uh, it's a movie I really do want to see, though. Elliot Baskin's in it, and he was did a great job in 2010. Uh, one of my favorite movies. He did a great job in that film. So let's see, just for in people out there, Deep Star media options there are for that. Let's see here. Um... You know, I, I don't think that it's uh, got much features, but it's only six bucks, so pick it up. Seven, eight bucks. Yeah, I really do like seeing Matt McCoy. I picked up a movie uh, a couple weeks ago called Rangers that he was in, and I don't know, it just was not my cup of tea, um, made by Jim Wynorski. Um But yeah, he's in, um, what do you call it? He's in a... Uh, Hand the Rocks the Cradle, you know, so I've always been intrigued to see more of his movies. The Experts, this is a movie that was always at the video store. I don't know if it made it or they had so many copies or what, but you could always pick this movie up and rent it. Uh, Kelly Preston, Deborah Foreman, I forgot she was in it. James Keach, Brian Doyle Murray, maybe I didn't really know as much who he was then, but uh, Charles Martin Smith, Rick Dukeman, a lot of big names or a lot of names from the time, let's just say that. Uh, and it was directed by Dave Thomas. I really didn't know that. Um, involved with Strange Brew. Uh, it's still alive. You just don't really hear much from Dave Thomas in recent years. Um, at least I think he's alive. Huh. Crazy. All right. Um... So he made The Experts. It's known as a really big flop. I mean, it is a big flop. No one is too fond of The Experts. You know, growing up, you'd see John Travolta's movies a lot on the video store shelves. He wasn't getting a lot of wide theatrical releases, at least um, until, you know, maybe after Luke Who's Talking again. And this is before Luke Who's Talking is released. So there we go, The Experts. I think after that movie, Perfect flopped. Um, people really didn't want to put him in a big deal. Let me go through his career there. Because he had a tough stretch there after, uh, you know, Staying Alive and all those kind of th- movies. Um, of course, in recent years, people just kind of joke about him and all sorts of stuff. But he's always going to be a legend to me. I mean, whatever he's actually done or did not done in his life, I don't know. But legend on screen, I'll just say. Yeah, Perfect flopped, so he wasn't able to get really a big theatrical release. Two of a Kind flopped, Staying Alive flopped, Blowout, I believe, underperformed. Urban Cowboy was a hit. 
moment by moment was a complete flop. It's a really bad movie. So that's a stretch of like eight movies in a row that kind of underperformed. And he's in one called Eyes of an Angel. That was the one I was trying to look for. That's never, no one ever talks about Eyes of an Angel. It's a, uh, I remember seeing parts of it, I believe, once. Jeffrey DeMunn's in it. Down on his luck, single father, recovering alcoholic, wife died of drug overdose, no job, no money, returns to silk. Great, sounds well positive. Dog over the blah, 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 blah. Seems like an independent type movie before these were really uh, getting put out there like that. It was not released in the United States until his career revived. Wow, crazy. So this was only released in 91 and then 94 when, uh, uh, blah, 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 you know. He gets famous again. All right, let me uh, come back to nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty nine and film. I think I'm gonna do one more movie and then I'm gonna continue this. It's the only way I can do this is if I keep my energy up and I can just get this done. So that's the experts. Uh, I didn't even go through the plot. Um, really bad movie. Uh, I think they go to Russia. Or during production, there were several uncredited rewrites performed by the by Dave Thomas at the request of the of Ned Tannen. Ned Tannen's a legendary uh, movie executive. He ran Paramount at this time. Um, started out in production supervision. When did he actually uh, step down? Tannen Tannen's ahead of uh, after all the Don Simpson stuff, you know. He works under Frank Mancuso. Biff Tannen was named after Tannen. Weird. Uh, he went back into being in the, like uh, in the independent film production. Made three movies that didn't really do too well. Guarding Test, Cops and Robertsons, and Mary Riley. Only one of them even made money, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy. He resi- he resigned in 1988. So he was, for four years... In charge of uh, Paramount and a pretty good, you know, that was a pretty good little era for them. Um, the mid-80s. You greenlit Ghost, I guess. So, so on the Soviet Union, it just sounds so stupid. It's such a dated concept. Uh, but I wouldn't mind, you know, looking at it just for the production design and the characters and everything like that. But yeah, that's the experts. Basically, people are infiltrating governments by pretending they're spies. And uh, some small town in America is uh, taken to be a Russian type play. I'm not describing it that well, but it's very implausible. As you watch it, you're like, what the fuck? Uh, but that's, I reserve, got judgment. I reserve the opportunity to see it again and change my opinion. Uh, Gladden Entertainment produced the next one. Now, Gladden Entertainment. Um, he, David Begelman was in charge and he ended up, um, he died, I'll just say that much. He died in a kind of an odd way and he had produced and been in charge of United Artists, MGM, but he takes a lot of these projects with him when he goes to, or he doesn't take projects with he. He, he goes and starts his own company in the mid-80s, Gladden Entertainment, which goes and makes uh, Mannequin, Weekend at Bernie's, Short Time, Mannequin 2 on the Move, those last couple ones didn't help him too much. 
Um, sued Cannon for something in the 80s. Um, MGM holds the rights to some of his stuff. So he was kind of, he's sad the way that things didn't uh, go well with Gladden is what it says. And, you know, did some things to not be around anymore. Michael Tolkien was the screenwriter of the next one. It's Gleaming the Cube. He's kind of an ass or he's kind of like, whatever. I don't know much more about him than the perception that he gives off. And uh, the things he said sometimes about Robert Altman, I believe him to be kind of an ass. And in dealing with him in brief times, I feel that he's kind of an ass at times. But no denying the talent. I mean, directed or adapted Gleaming the Cube. He adapted... uh, a really underrated movie called The Rapture, and he adapted uh, his own book, The Player, into a, a movie that was directed by uh, Robert Altman. Now, Gleam in the Cube was right before you know Christian Slater became uh, more famous, called also A Brother's Justice or and Skate or Die. Wow, weird the video game. Challenge to Win Again was the Philippines title, which I don't know why they keep doing that. I don't know why they keep telling me what Philippines called things, but okay. Uh, the director made The Last Dawn and Ruby Cairo, which is a good movie. Uh, Last Dawn, the TV movie, and The Last Witness. So I feel this should have been a, maybe a bigger film for him. He also made Burke and Wills a couple years before that, which is um, a film. And then uh, Francis. Uh, Burke and Wills is Australian uh, drama, adventure drama. So, Gleam in the Cube, brother of uh, Christian Slater is Vietnamese and uh, dies, and he's trying to you know piece it all together. A lot of professional skaters are in it. Underrated character actor Max Perlich is in it. Um, I really do like it. Um, I want to get the DVD because it says it has some Easter eggs in it. Weird, interesting. There's a f- Easter egg hidden special feature on it. Ed Louder, effective in it. Tony Hawk. Um, filmed in Anaheim. Filmed in Irvine. Filmed in Westminster. Filmed in Inglewood. They really have the detailed locations pretty well. I'd really like to get this one. I don't own it, I don't believe. So i got to get that just for the um, special features thing. So, um, with that being said... We covered a lot of ground here, covered a couple movies that were released in January of 1989. I'll try to pop back on here and do that uh, and go into the, the month of, uh, would that be, February. And, um, you know, to really get into a lot more details on all this stuff. I really do find this stuff fascinating and um, really excited to see what other movies I can discuss, what other things I can point out. And uh, thank you always for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of everything here at Mr. Matinee. I appreciate it. And um, until next time, bye for now.